Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Colin Drew. Uh, no show last week because Colin and I basically both uh, forgot about it, but we're getting back in the swing of it now. Buddy, like this, supposed to blame it on the technical difficulties. We transferred podcast hosts a couple weeks ago, and it was we're, kind we're... of a nightmare. Actually, <laughs> I, I I posted in our new podcast server. I posted a couple podcasts last week that never made it there. Uh, if you go look at the Take Cast iTunes page right now, there's an episode that's just missing. I can't figure out why. Um, I, I and I don't want to. I uh, I don't want to repost it because then it will pop up in people's feeds and they'll be like i listened to this three weeks ago why so uh technical difficulties are actually a real thing when you switch over the pod servers but to me uh i mean the tory pines was great other than um you know the the cheating and uh scotty scheffler <laughs> i mean how many times can scotty scheffler do this to me before i learn my lesson i have a i have a disgustingly good single entry team last week luke list is making the cut for me like guys are doing their jobs and scotty shoots plus seven on friday to miss the cut just some great tilt from tory pines last weekend wide range of outcomes for mr scheffler for sure uh he's delivered before but it it feels like he usually delivers when he's like a value play that (laughs) so that's always frustrating and i don't know man this week i like this week i like starting off my super bowl sunday with a nice sweat watching ricky rinse some balls going getting aggressive kind of down that back nine stretch so it should be pretty fun this week. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't get all hype about the part three nonsense, but overall, I think this, you know, it's a pretty fun course layout and it fits guys that we like to roster too. So that's always good. Yeah. It's a, it's a total bombers track there. There, I mean, there's, there's some trouble you can get into in terms of, of water or it's, sand. Yeah, it's just like T to green dudes crush. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, you know, you you just rock Hideki, you know, you rock Corey Connors, Will Zalatoris, just all the bros. So I will definitely be, um, this will probably be the, I, I have not MME'd yet this year. I've just been playing um, the $100 single entry and then the PME stuff thus far, but uh, I will probably get back to MMEing this week. But it, it's very bizarre, Colin. I was looking at the betting markets before you and I got on the show and like, Literally, like 35% of the win equity for this event is captured with John Rom, Justin Thomas, Xander Shifley, and Rory McIlroy. And then you throw Webb in there as well. Rory historically has not played this event. I don't, I don't recall Rory playing in this event in the past. I mean, maybe he, maybe he has, and I just, you know, missed it or whatever. But I, I feel like this is a weird event for him to be playing. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like it's just like COVID stuff with the schedules, it makes sense for guys to try to string stuff together a little bit more um, with all the travel and whatnot. So I don't know, maybe that's why, but yeah, I mean, obviously Rory, great fit for the course and the betting markets are for sure weird. I've been debating. So Virginia, which is like 10 minutes away from me, I can drive to the border. Uh, They're live with sports betting now at um, all the legal books. So tons of sign up bonuses and have been debating whether to drive to the border to put my thousand dollar risk free wager on Rom to win this week. No, you gotta you gotta chunk it down on Rory. If you're making the alphabet, it's gotta be Rory, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Decky would be the real alphabet at twenty five to one, but I don't yeah. think I have the. I mean, Decky, even if he gets in contention, it just feels like it's never gonna happen. He's gonna lo- he'll lose to whoever. I mean, that's what he does here. He just racks up the second places here. That's like so, that's like so what Decky does. Yeah, he's yeah. so good and he's so young. I think that's the other thing, just because he's you know, not as like um, marketable in the U S he's not like 
you know, the best English speaker or anything like that. So I feel like it flies under the radar that he's a young stud. How old is he? Oh, Hideki like, Matsuyama like, age. I want to say he's like 26. He's 28. So he's not young. I mean, he's got, he's got a decade left of, of his best professional golf probably. Yeah, we'll be, yeah. I mean, it's we'll like be the same tilting. Age as JT, though. I mean, what well, he's like a year older than JT, so yeah. But uh, people think of JT as young, so that's fair. Yeah. I mean, we'll be tilting Hideki's bad putting in like virtual reality in eight years when like you can just put on a helmet and like basically like stand over uh, Hideki's putt on uh, Amazon Tour Pro Live or or whatever. So the top of the market for DK John Rahm eleven point two, JT ten point eight, Xander eleven K flat. Rory 10.6, Webb uh, 10.1. I mean, I got to say, Rory at 10.6 here at a, at a tee to green golf course. I mean, how is, especially when he will not be the most owned of these five guys, like Rory at less expensive than Xander, how is this not an all time by the dip spot? It's got to be. Just because the play is just Jim Rom. And that's that's the reason. He's so, got good narrative here, too, our guy, our guy, yeah, John Rom. Yeah, I guess the, the whole college connection, but. Um, I mean, Rom. In the, it's early in the week. It's hard to get a real pulse on where people might want to go. Um, you know, JT uh, been in the the press for bad reasons, but obviously, really strong start to the season for him and great golfer. If it spreads out, then it's pretty easy for me to play Rom. Yeah, uh, I mean, bunches I... on Rom. I think that's like if you're thinking like like right now, we don't think Rory will be ten percent, but that would be the level where I'd start to get like a little bit more interested. Oh, I bet, I bet in some of the single entry contests, we see Rory's ownership significantly lower. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was fifty percent as owned as Rom. Like Rom, Rom twenty four, Rory twelve, and some like the do, like the the dog leg or something like that. I don't, that would not be surprising to me at all, especially because yeah. you you got your game theory bros playing Web. JT is always popular. Uh, people yeah. obviously are going to want to play Hideki. Um, Shout so, out to Did Golf, by the way. I don't know if you you saw their True Strokes game query. So um, it's essentially you know set up in a table similar to the Fantasy National, but right now it's free. You can query their strokes gained adjusted for the field, which is a big differentiator and something that they do better than the raw strokes gained data. And then you can you can yeah get your stuff sorted with whatever custom timeframes you want in there. So uh, Rory is number three in this field, tee to green since the, the tour resumed play in January. One of those events, obviously a European tour event. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I guess I'm assuming that your favorite of that group then is, is Rom. You, you think Rom is the best expensive play? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, minus, minus Rory, obviously. I mean, just a great, great, uh, great course fit and everything I, like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like JT is pretty easily a better play than Rory too. But um, well, you would. What well, can I'll you book do? it then. I'll book JT head to head versus Rory if that's what we're talking. If if you really think he's going to be like ten percent or lower, then that's maybe not ten percent. Ten percent is too low, but I do think he will be. Uh, I do think he will be legitimately taking um, ownership out of the equation. Do you think you like Rory straight up over JT? Yes. Yeah. I think Rory's better than JT. Right. Like think, long, long, long-term prior. Yeah. Okay. Booked for, booked for 25 at even money. Yeah. And then I, the, the cheaper range, we're starting to see some like early pulse on Daniel Berger, some early pulse on Sung J M. I, I really like Berger here. That's where like the, the chalk feels like it's bunching a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that I think that seems um, about right. I mean, Hideki, just a, a total jam here. Our early peon on Burger looks wrong, but uh, <laughs> it always settles. But like, if it starts at thirty, like it's not going to seventeen, right? It's going to like twenty-five. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, I mean, if you like Burger, everyone's talking about Burger. Uh, it, I mean. He will be, he will be like 22% or whatever. The The guy that I know I'm going to play though in the hundred dollar single entry. I mean, I'm just going to play Scheffler like Scheffler coming off of the disaster miscut. He's got, he's priced next to, you know, favorites, Daniel Berger. We got Sungjae there. We got Ricky who will pull in that, you know, that course history. Our, our dude, Corey, obviously going to, going to be rocking Ricky Fowler. He'll, he'll eat up some of that ownership. I mean, I, I think in single entry, I can see Scotty at single digits pretty, pretty easily. Definitely. Yeah. Like that. When you look at the the course fit, um, kind of decomposition stuff, the, how, I mean, this list is just sexy. The top five guys, Rory McIlroy, Cameron Champ, John Rahm, Corey Connors, Scotty Scheffler. Like, tell me you, you don't want to just jam those dudes into your lineup. Those are all, I mean, those are, those like when I'm looking at the, when I'm looking at uh, names before I'm like, Oh, Zalatoris, Corey Connor, Scotty chef. I mean, just get them. Uh, does, is Byung Hun Ann here? We got, do we have uh do we have miss? Yep. Benny Ann 7,300, just stone cold, lock it up. What, you know, what can you do? Yeah. yeah he's yeah. not getting as, as huge of a bump as the others, which is interesting, but um, yeah, Matthew Wolf, Sam Burns, just a bunch of guys that are fun to roster, which Why, I think is another reason. The, the, the data no golf projections, Todd, no one wants to sweat Brandon Todd. The data golf projections, by the way, just don't think Matthew Wolf is good. They never have him. They never have him as a as a, a good play um, at his at his current prices. So, I so mean, I, I think like in last week, I thought he was a pretty bad play. Um, he was massively popular. That obviously ran really good with him pulling out with the hand injury, and that's something that data golf's never going to bake in. But um, I think when you like he'll. I mean, he'll probably pull out of the event, but um, if he doesn't, I thought last week was easy to pivot to Sam Burns. This week, I think you need to take into account that the projection does not factor in the hand injury that he came out with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that sounds about right. Um, Billy Horschel, we have him projected for about 9% ownership right now. Woodland projected for about 9% ownership. We see... Henley being chalky in here seems bizarre to me, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he just is a clickable a name. Siwoo what? Kim, I guess, is is in hashtag good form right now, so I could see him gen- like just being a, an easier name to click. Where where are you on Brooks? I mean, he's unplayable, right? Is it, I mean, I felt like he'd be one of your boys, like eighty eight hundred. He, he so that's 5%. the thing is. Brooks used to be my boy like five years oh, ago, you, you and bail then on him when he when he's bad. So you're why well, I, I no, I bailed on him when he won all the majors, and I didn't have any of them because Data Golf was like <laughs> he's not good enough. And now now it's now I feel like he's easy to not play because he just is not any good. <laughs> you know, like I, I'd be I'd maybe even be more likely to pay into the pyramid this week with Louis than I would be to play brooks i mean i'll probably play ricky too like this will probably be one of my oh, only gonna, times ricky. i wasn't joking i like literally like feel like start off my super bowl every year just watching ricky rinse balls on sunday yeah yeah it's it's a it's a good uh it's a good tradition uh and then what about what about woodland i've just i've just seen a lot of chatter on him like he's got new clubs or something i don't know like I, but i feel like i feel like he is a guy i mean 
to me, his baseline is better than an $8,300 golfer this tournament. I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm out. He's still not gaining strokes off the tee, which means he's still probably hitting that stupid stinger instead of ripping the big dog. So I think, um, I don't, I don't know why there's a ton of chatter on Woodland, but, um, I'm probably going to pass there. Yeah. Um, Bubba, all think, right. Like, did you play Bubba last week? No, I never Bubba Bubba's enough. Bubba is the dude. I literally will only play like at, you know, like just insanely low ownerships, like 3% at events and stuff like never, never Bubba chalk for me. They, they have this as a pretty good Bubba course, but um, Bubba obviously a little, a little squirrely with the fans sometimes. And I do think they're, they're opening things up a little bit. I don't know what the capacity is, but um, definitely be people there. Uh, I like Bubba a little bit. He was the other guy that I think is like early chalk. Seems like it's going to be Bubba, uh, Sungjae, Daniel Berger, and, and then Corey Connors at 7,900, unfortunately, is going to be pretty, pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is going to be pretty popular. All right. Uh, Corey Connors, you know, the dude, Max Homa, should be getting some ownership in here. Yeah. Matt Kuchar should be getting easy. some ownership in here. If Max Homa, I mean, I love Max Homa, but if he ends up being one of the more popular players on the slate, like that's a pretty easy X out and move along. Yeah. Uh, Homa is an easy X out for me. I'll play Corey Connors regardless of what his ownership is. I don't care. Like he just, this is an event that, uh, for one it's, it does deliver a lot of first time winners or like young winners. And I think there, I mean, there are a lot of different complex reasons for that. I think the, the simplest reason is that it's just a course that, um, allows for tons of birdies. So the results maybe are like a little bit more varied, but this is just an event. I think Connors can win. What about Cam Champ? So he started the season 31st at the TOC, which is basically DFL, and then miscut, miscut. But one of the top five course fits um, projects as a decent value in data golf stuff. And I think because of that three string game log, he's not going to be popular at all. Like I'll, I'll probably make that play every time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you hundred percent. That's a, that's a play. I will, that's a play I'll be making. And he's a good, good hashtag course fit, you know, fella should not have to be you know pull out his wedges and get crafty and and play play with all those angles and everything uh so yeah it's just like this to me is just like two steps higher than municipal golf i mean there's not even any trees on this golf course like it you know we just see these super low scores uh yeah you can string like um i guess that that like closing stretch but i mean you can definitely shoot like four under um but there's there's a little bit of trouble on that stretch but yeah definitely not a tough course yeah uh all right cooch any any thoughts on on our dude cooch yeah i mean it seems it seems fine like it's it's i would say it's a negative course fit for anything or neutral like it i'm not racing to roster cooch at a place where like driving distance and driving accuracy matters he's had a solid start to the season so i think that aspect of things is it's pretty nice, but he's only, he's only played one event. Like he missed a cup, but he hit the ball well. So I'm fine with Kucher, but I don't like. I'm not in love with it. I'd rather play Champ. I think. Yeah. Um. All right. This is your this is your time to tout the game theory angle on on Spieth. Uh. Well, I, I, it's a different field and a different price, so I'm not as into Spieth this week. Um. Felt like last week was a better opportunity to play him. Did play him a little bit. Um. But. Yeah, I mean, he's 1%. So I think generally, like if, if he's going to be 1% or 2%, our optimal lineup odds are probably putting that like 3 to 4%. So 
maybe in the lotteries he could play a little bit, but uh, I liked him better last week. Yeah, I mean, I just stick Not to stick for that, Davis. We're we're live on air. I can't be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll just never I'll just never play Jordan Spieth. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he's priced at seventy three hundred at Augusta this year, he'll find his way into some of my lineups. Um, all right. Are you going back I, to Wyndham Clark? That was one thing. I last yes. week. So the big yeah. difference in the two weeks for course fit is last week rewarded driving distance and driving accuracy didn't really matter historically. And this week, driving distance matters almost as much as last week. Accuracy matters a lot more, though. So Clark off of a good finish for him, but um, not not quite as strong of a course fit this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he just is. Uh, Wyndham Clark has added to my list of uh, always, you know, Joel, Joel Damon, Tom Ho- Yeah, just always, always. <laughs> He's basically been on the take cast already. Yeah. Well, oh man, you know what? I'm going to, after we get done here, I'm going to see if I can find his info. He, I feel like, I feel like he would be a good one. Uh, our, our dude, our dude, Byung on Ann. I mean, early the, so this is our V1 projected ownership yeah. and it'll, it will change. But right now he is projected at 19%, which is higher than anyone outside of those most expensive dudes. Those five most expensive dudes other than Corey Connors. Yeah. Yeah, and it that's usually a range where it feels like the pivot is pretty easy. Um, I mean, he is what he's I think Ryan Moore is probably the best value per the projections we have at Daily Roto. Um, but Ben on is, is kind of right there as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I get it, but um, at the same time, like looking 20% owned Ben on, it, it's uh, you know there are you got to find ways to pivot yeah um okay i i yeah i mean i think you can play like a little bit over the field on him if you're if you're 115 like i think you can comfortably play 25 percent benny Ann. i mean he just is he just like benny and good form like b plus benny and golf should be eight thousand dollars here right uh i mean that's like gary woodland like Corey, yeah i guess if he's on i guess it's like Corey connor's levels but you're you're pretty close to like bub watson ricky fowler at that point so um i feel like he should be like 7.7 well whatever uh okay we got decimals over here davis yeah you are you're grinding them good okay we got wyndham clark here i'm not sebastian munoz here these other these other garbo golfers (laughs) (laughs) you you can rattle off as many as you want i'd consider keegan you know he's he's always Amps what about uh, what about resurgent Luke List? Keegan's always amped when Tom Brady's playing in a Super Bowl, so I know he'll show up. No, no, he he doesn't <laughs> want to play on the weekend, dude. No, it's the exact opposite. He wants to be plopped down in front of his TV uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Man, he does not. He does not want to be playing golf on Sunday. Yeah, that's a that's a critical thing to remember. He wants to. He wants to be out of there. So if he's uh, a, if he's like 60th place or whatever, he's gonna just go low and get off the course on Sundays. Yeah, talking. and he it'll be the quickest round Keegan has ever played. I will say, if you're playing the showdown stuff, that's definitely you know we haven't talked too much about showdown yet this year, but the Sunday showdowns will start to come back, especially with football winding down. And yeah, this is one of those courses where guys can obviously shoot extremely low rounds in the weekend, and you can definitely target guys towards the back of the leaderboard more than you can on a tougher course like Torrey Pines last week. Yeah. Um, okay. EVR looks decent here. Party Marty layered with a very high projected ownership. I imagine that will flatten out uh, friend of the podcast, Dylan Fratelli. 
Uh, resurgent Charles Schwartzel showing showing some form again recently, which is is bizarre to say because he was he was a dude who would be like sixty three hundred and a negative twenty value in the opto for a while. So it seems like he has found a little bit of something. Nick Taylor, another dude who just has always been really good for me on the T to green style courses. Kyle Stanley, always good on the T to green style courses. Uh, Glover, uh, I'm I'm probably I'm waiting for you to tout Ryan Moore here. Buddy, we already touted Ryan Moore, and I, I literally told you I wasn't touting any more of these guys. Yeah. You just, don't have anyone else down it. here you want to tout? No, no, Not Denny like, McCarthy. No. What I about mean, what about Doc Redman, who I bet at 80 to 1 like two weeks ago, <laughs> who's who's now just in the mud down here at 6,600? He, he'll only get there if he's like 15% owned. It's just the way that Doc Redman works. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. My guy, Hoagie. Uh, price at 6,500. You know, it is nice to just have like these biases with these dudes low down here. Cause I don't even have to think making single entry lineups. I can just click on the dudes I'm biased for in weeks where they make cuts. It'll be good. And weeks where they don't make cuts, it'll be bad. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. And I think compared to like betting markets, I think Glover, Keegan are two of the guys Dave golf is higher on. They're both 2%. So that's always nice too. Yeah. Um, all right, man. I mean, I think one I think and done. Uh, Where did you go last week and one and done one and done. I, I couldn't have been good because I wasn't even sweating it. Um, so it, it had to have been, it had to have been someone bad. I, I gotta go. I gotta go look now. Yeah. Who did you go last week? Uh, I need to check too. I think I went with Hideki, which would have been the, uh, looking good on Sunday and then log out. I, I think I am. I, so all, I used, I, I do know that I used Patrick Reed two weeks ago when he missed the cut, as opposed to this last week when he made the win, my, my entry is doing very bad. I'm in 2,619th place, which means that whoever I picked last week, uh, didn't make the cut. I bet it was Scheffler. I bet, I bet I used Scheffler last week. So, uh, we already are, we already are, are needing to shoot for the moon here. There's a dude who is, who just picked two winners, who is $400,000 ahead of second place right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think this week it probably makes sense to take uh, Xander, Webb, Hideki. I mean, this is a great week to take Hideki. The problem is I just think like he will be far and away one of the chalkiest selections we've seen think, one and done all year. I think like Berger will. If I had to choose who the most popular would be, it would be Berger. Um, and I felt a little bit like that with Hideki last week, uh, but I think Berger could be the most popular. I, I usually tend to steer away from the the anchors and try to save like Rom for a major or a WGC event. I'll still probably do that, but if I was going to spend up on one of the premium names, it would probably be Rom. Otherwise, I'm probably looking to to drop down towards. Hideki, I guess. Yeah. Ricky I, my my plan, my plan right now. I, maybe I use Ricky. Maybe I just maybe I just throw Ricky because Ricky won't. Ricky. Well, he won't be popular. Like no, Hideki, Hideki Burger. Save him for anything that matters because he's not going to show up there either. Right, and then you know, ten percent of people will take Rom. Uh, you know, a couple people will burn Xander here and there. So yeah, I, I actually think Ricky maybe even seems GTO because this is like the one spot where you would use him and he's kind of in that cutoff of like top 50 golfers in the world that should be in your player pool at all, basically. So I'm, I, I think Ricky seems good. Uh, in terms of the outright markets, I didn't really see anything like the, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, 
uh, it looks like all of the win equity is just placed up top, but they didn't. It's so, so two things, you're getting bad numbers at the top of, not bad numbers, but just really high numbers on the guys at the top of the market. But they also didn't really decrease the value from the mid tier. Like you're, 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 you're having to go 45 to one on Scheffler, 66 to one on Corey Connors and uh, Zalatoris is 33 to one. I know that because I bet all of those at, at those terrible, terrible numbers, but you know, imagine having a Sunday without a sweat on the waste management before yeah. the Super Bowl starts. Like yeah, nothing exactly. worse. I feel like the, whenever I see that the top end guys in data golf has one of them as plus EV, I, I usually feel like it's a good opportunity to fire. So like Rom, I feel like they they've got that as a good bet. I'm happy to to tail that. Um, and I, I do generally tend to agree with you. The other thing I, I noticed, um, shout out my friend Mike Berkowitz was showing me some of this stuff, but. The lines have started to move pretty heavily towards data golf's true odds as the week goes on. So if you are betting using their stuff at all, it's probably good to try to get the action in on Monday or Tuesday at the latest because closing lines are looking a little bit closer to data golf, whether or not that's the book suggesting to them or people just betting their content um, worth calling out. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that should do it. Everyone definitely make sure to get in the optimizer. Uh, all of our upgraded uh you know, all of our, our upgraded uh, ownership projections and everything as we get closer to uh, the event. Yeah, and, join uh, us for showdown. Yeah. Last last showdown of the year. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's see you back next week.